Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. In this podcast, we explore some of the little-known legends, stories, places, and rumors about the great Buckeye State. We're your hosts, Mike and Dan. So hide the keys, lock the doors, and turn down the lights. The next episode is about to begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. I'm Mike. Over there is Dan. And today, we're taking Ohio's back roads to Kirtland, Ohio, which is a small community about 25 miles northeast of Cleveland. And the reason we're headed out to Kirtland is to explore its connections to a very popular horror film character named Freddy Krueger. I think you all know who that is. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mike. So, what the heck does Kirtland, Ohio have to do with Freddy Krueger? I'm so glad you asked. Kirtland, Ohio is where a guy named Wes Craven grew up. You know who Wes Craven is, right? Uh, Yes, of course. He was the creator of Nightmare on Elm Street, the film franchise, and also the Scream film franchise. Yes, and did you know he also made other horror films like The Hills Have Eyes, The Last House on the Left, The People Under the Stairs, Red Eye, The Serpent and the Rainbow, Vampire in Brooklyn, a whole bunch more. Uh, Yeah, I did know that. I think I play The Hills Have Eyes when I want to terrorize my daughters. (laughs) There you go. So, all right, let's start at the beginning, which is always a good place to start. Let's go. Okay. So, Wes Craven was a film director, a writer, a producer, and he was known for all those movies we just mentioned above, you know, the horror slasher films. He was born in Cleveland on August 2nd, 1939. At the time of his birth, uh, his family lived on East 82nd Street in Cleveland, and he was raised in a strict Baptist family as he was growing up and these movies that he actually made later in his life were banned at his house by his mother you know so he he even once said we weren't allowed to sing dance smoke or go to the movies you know that's what his quote was so as a matter of fact his mother stayed true to her convictions and even when wes gained international fame for creating his horror films she never saw any of her son's film work except one And that movie was called Music of the Heart. It was an inspirational film Wes directed about a teacher played by Meryl Streep. Wes said that his mother loved it and that he was really glad to be able to make a movie she could be proud of. You know, Wes was a smart guy as well. He earned an undergraduate degree in English and psychology from Wheaton College in Illinois. And he had a master's degree in philosophy and writing from John Hopkins University. He briefly taught English at Westminster College and was a humanities professor at Clarkson College of Technology in New York. Sounds like a really interesting guy. So yeah, he was a really smart guy. And before he got into the horror movie business, he actually left the academic world for the more lucrative role of pornographic film director. That's right. Wes Craven was a pornographic film director. 
in there was a documentary about the Deep Throat movie called Inside Deep Throat, and Craven says in that documentary on camera that he made many hardcore X-rated films under different names. While his role in Deep Throat is nobody really knows what he was doing, it was undisclosed what he did on that specific movie. Uh, he was mostly involved in writing and film editing at that time of his career. So it didn't sound like he was using his skills as a humanity professor uh, to great use here on his pornographic movie set. No, but he was making a lot of money. <laughs> Understood that one. So, um, but just real quick here, let me let me mention a couple of interesting tidbits about Wes Craven. Um, he directed all four films in the Scream series. And he co-created that Ghostface character on those movies. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Have you seen the movies? Um, I've seen a couple of them, yes. Okay, I know the, who you're talking about. Yeah, the Ghostface character, he co-created that. While he was casting A Nightmare on Elm Street, that's when he discovered an, a then-unknown Johnny Depp. So I guess Wes, we can credit Wes for Johnny Depp's career. He later cast Sharon Stone in her first starring role for his film Deadly Blessing. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I, I have not. And then he even gave Bruce Willis his first featured role in an episode of the 1980s remake of The Twilight Zone. That was a TV show in the 1980s, and he, he was involved with that. Have you ever heard of Wizard Magazine? Isn't uh, Wizard Magazine one of those horror movie magazines? Yeah, it's something like that. Um, and actually, it must be because they, I'm not real familiar with it, but they rated Freddy the 14th greatest villain. Freddy Krueger, you know, Wes's creation rated him the 14th greatest villain, and uh, the British television channel Sky 2 listed Freddy Krueger as the 8th greatest villain, and the American Film Institute, AFI, ranked Freddy as the 40th greatest villain. In 2010, Freddy won an award for best villain at the Scream Awards. So this character that Wes created did pretty well. And this was all from Wes Craven. This was yeah. his mind. This was his yeah. imagination. Well, and that's what we're going to get into right now. I'm glad you asked that because um, as far as the inspiration for A Nightmare on Elm Street, there's a real life spooky event that happened to Wes when he was 11 years old. You know, he described a homeless man who had frightened him. Yeah, Wes was in an apartment building and he looked down out of a window and uh, I'm going to read the quote from an interview in which he described the event. So this is what he said in the interview. When I looked down, there was a man very much like Freddy walking along the sidewalk. He must have sensed that someone was looking at him and stopped and looked right into my face. He scared the living daylights out of me, so I jumped back into the shadows. I waited and I waited to hear him walk away. Finally, I thought he must have gone, so I stepped back to the window. The guy was not only still looking at me, but he thrust his head forward as if to say, yes, I'm still looking at you. Then the man walked towards the apartment building's entrance, and I ran through the apartment to our front door as he was walking into our building on the lower floor. I heard him starting up the steps. My brother, who was 10 years older than me, got a baseball bat and went out to the corridor, but the man was gone. So, as I said... It was this experience that inspired some of his ideas for A Nightmare on Elm Street. Additional inspiration came in other forms, uh, like he was living next to a cemetery on a street named Elm Street when he was growing up in Kirtland, Ohio. 
Wes's inspirations for Freddy Krueger included a bully from his school during his youth, the disfigured homeless man we just mentioned, and the 1970s pop song Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. These were all the inspirations that he used to create Freddy Krueger. And a few more side notes. Wes's parents are buried in Kirtland's historic North Cemetery in Kirtland, Ohio. Wes also has a brother buried at Crown Hill Cemetery in Twinsburg, Ohio. And he also has additional relatives buried in Medina, Ohio. Wes died of brain cancer on August 30th, 2015. He was 76 years old. He is buried in Lambert's Cove Cemetery in West Tisbury, Massachusetts. Why he's there, I don't know. I'm assuming there's some kind of family connection there. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of why he'd be all the way out there. Like I said, he's got plenty of family buried here. So maybe he's got very close relatives, sons, daughters, I don't know, somebody over there. So that's really it. That's our Halloween theme for this week. That's a cool story. Um, it'd be interesting to hear from the bully in school that he lists as an inspiration. I wonder if he ever got a hold of the bully and is the bully proud? Is the bully ashamed that he's he has this notoriety and one of the biggest film series of all time? Exactly. It's it's amazing where he found the inspiration to to put all this together. You know, from like you just said, a bully from school, a, you know, a disfigured homeless man walking into his apartment building. You know, even a Dreamweaver. Where did Dreamweaver come from? From Gary Wright. How was I? Don't get that connection. Good question. Do you know if the Dreamweaver was featured in any of the movies? No, I don't think it was in any of the. I don't think so. I know it was in uh, one of those. Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. I think it was uh, that was used in Dreamweaver was used in one of those movies. I think it was. But uh, as far as a Nightmare on Elm Street or or the Scream movies, I don't think it was used in any of those. I think you're right. What a crazy story. Halloween's coming up, so I thought maybe we'd try to find an Ohio connection to some scary stuff. Excellent. What a great story. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more about stories like this, make sure you check out the podcast Ohio Mysteries. They have a lot of excellent podcasts to choose from, everything from Missing People to the Moonville Tunnel. They have it all. Check out my partner Mike's Facebook page at Too Late for Autographs. I can be found at North Coast History and Haunts on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That was another episode of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. Stay tuned for more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.